Hey everyone, welcome to the Megan May Podcast. I am your host, Megan May, and I am so excited you are here. I am a wife, mom to four, entrepreneur, small town girl, people pleaser in rehab, faith follower, and just your average girl next door. Enough with the small talk, let's dig deep. I am excited to share with you in this space real and imperfect episodes of marriage, mom life, relationships, faith, adoption, and so much more. More than anything, I hope to inspire you to truly know how much you matter in this world. So grab a cozy spot, blanket, snack, or beverage of your choice and come exactly as you are, and let's get started. So about four years ago, at our boutique, Sprinkle of Joy, we started this thing every Tuesday called Tidbit Tuesday. When we originally dreamed up this idea, the purpose of these video tidbits launched every single Tuesday was to talk to our customers about fashion tips. After all, we were a clothing boutique. But between the three of us that did these tidbits, only one of us was more into fashion than the other two. And those fashion tips quickly turned into anything that was weighing on our hearts. To this day, four years later, probably less than five tidbits that we have done have been on a fashion trend. I remember my very first tidbit I did was on the topic that still to this day I am very passionate about. And that is the importance of marriage and dating your spouse. Today, on October 3rd, while this podcast airs, I am celebrating my 14th wedding anniversary with Jake. And so I found it to be very fitting to do a cheesy and passionate episode on marriage. And I see you possibly rolling your eyes at me right now. Or maybe you wanted to throw up a little bit in your mouth on this topic. But I'm going to explain myself, so please hear me out. My mom was 16 years old when she started dating my 18-year-old dad. They didn't date very long, and she got pregnant with my brother. My mom hid her pregnancy as long as she could, which wasn't that long because she was like 90 pounds dripping wet. And when her family and my dad's family found out, let's just say it was a very hard time for them. My mom was undecided on what to do, and my dad actually headed out of state to try college, but that only lasted a few weeks, and he came back home. My mom decided to raise my brother, And my dad joined her, and long story short, they were married and had me, and my mom was 19 and my dad was 22. They were babies with babies themselves. While growing up, my mom did daycare, and my dad was a plumber. I'm also not going to get too much into this, but I guess I happened to be exactly pure perfection when I was born, because they never chose to have any more children after me. Actually, it is a complete lie, My mom was deathly ill during her pregnancy with me. I was a horrible colicky baby, and my mom even told me that if another mom would have raised me, I would have been in a dumpster. Gee, mom, Um, it is something I have that I might add to my therapy session someday. But anyway, my parents were young. They did everything for us because we were the reason they picked one another to even get married. They not only did everything with us, but they also did everything with their younger group of friends. They went on many trips with friends. They had card parties and had the funnest friend group. I rarely ever saw my parents without friends. I mean, my gosh, my dad even had this bachelor friend that practically lived with us for like the first eight years of my life. He was like an uncle and we didn't even know he really wasn't related to us. 
More than anything, they had fun. But we grew up, and when we left the house, my brother and I both watched our parents' marriage struggle. First of all, we were their diversion. Their world was built around us. And when we left, and when their friend circle changed, they didn't know how to be together with just the two of them. Just before my parents hit 25 years of marriage, they divorced. It sucked. But I believe they were probably never meant to be in the first place. They didn't actually get to pick one another like I got to pick my husband or my brother got to pick his wife. They already had that commitment together with a baby, and back then, it was in their best interest from the opinion of others to get married. I love and respect both of my parents deeply. We have had some really good times and memories together, and we've had some really awful times and memories together. I guess you could say we are an ordinary family, with ordinary problems. It is not perfect, and we still have brokenness, which you will always have in a divorce. But what I am thankful for is what my parents did teach me about marriage. You see, we always have two choices, and oftentimes the harder choice is going to be the right one. So you can be bitter and look at all they did wrong, or you can look at all the things they taught you. And you know what? I choose the second thing. For my parents, especially in their generation, communication together was not always great. And you didn't have a social media platform or these podcasts or these marriage shows to help you with that. As a married woman myself, communication with my husband can be the hardest thing to do sometimes, especially if I am hurt or upset. But I know the consequences are not good if you do not communicate. I also know no one can read our complicated minds, and I am very aware that God made us very different in many ways. So I communicate, and I make my very quiet husband communicate back. That communication is not easy for either of us, and sometimes comes in the form of a very shaky voice or in a very loving text message to one another. But we do it, and the big reason why we have hardly ever fought in our marriage was because of our communication to one another. I've also realized how fun it is to hang out with our friends. We love getting together with other couples from time to time. And I love a good girl's trip. And my husband loves his annual guy's fishing trip or hunting events. But even more than anything, we know how important it is to just hang out with the two of us. Date days or date nights are my favorite. They are always something that we take turns scheduling as we know how important they are. It can be as simple as taking our side-by-side out to our pasture while leaving the kids at home or as complex as actually getting away for the weekend. Just the other day, on a Friday at 3 p.m., I told Jake we should have dinner together. We needed it. And just like that, we pushed the rest of our to-do list aside and we went on a date. And it was great. We love our kids. But we even tell them that it is not our job to keep them. We can't keep them forever, nor do we want to. I know every parent is different, but I look forward to watching my kids grow up to be their own human beings and to find their place in this world. Our job as their parents are to raise them the best we can, give them the life skills and confidence they need, the faith to know they can get through anything, and the rest is up to them. They are not ours to keep, and although it is so easy to get caught up in their busy world, especially if you have a few of them like we do, it is so important to not bury your marriage while being parents. You guys, back each other up. 
Kids are so dang smart. And Jake and I try really hard to have each other's back, especially in front of them. Our kids can play us like a fiddle. It actually impresses me how good they are about asking one parent and then going to the other when they didn't get the exact answer that they wanted. If we actually don't agree at the time on our parenting skills, we will talk about it to ourselves and never in front of our kids. We don't want them to see each other's weakness, you guys. It's very important. And side note, if you are a divorced parent, I highly, highly encourage you to do this with your child's other parent if possible. I have had several best friends growing up with divorced parents, and I even helped them out with scheming and learning how to play each parent on each side. Again, kids are smart. And my last thing, you guys, I'm going to bring up to you in this episode will probably cause my husband to have a stroke. So Jake, if you are listening, I am so sorry, but we are married and there is nothing wrong with a married woman talking about the most important thing that holds a couple together and that is sex. Also, a disclaimer, if you are on my side of the family listening to this, I really don't care because we're such an open book, but if you are my in-laws and listening to this podcast and you do not want to hear about your son or your brother's love life, you have about 20 seconds to end this podcast, and we will see you at the next episode. All right, so we have this huge calendar located in our laundry room. It is a whiteboard calendar that I got off of Amazon and it literally fills up half the wall. It is located in our laundry room because that is where all of our family walks in to our home. I got it so everyone who cares to know what is going on each and every day in our crazy life can read it versus asking me all the time what is going on. Just as we schedule baseball, summer activities, dance sessions, camping, tutoring, work days, daycare, and summer school, we also schedule our sex life on it. And before you let out a huge gasp, we do not write the word sex, you guys, on the calendar. Those days are actually hidden in the form of a star. And I actually laugh so hard because our daughter is the one who usually does our monthly calendar. And if someone's birthday is coming on there, she will put happy birthday and place stars all around it. And it just like makes me want to die. Um, anyway, so before you guys cast any judgment on us scheduling our sex days on our family calendar, let me explain. Because Jake and I have literally been made fun of, laughed at, and been called names like pathetic, nerds, boring, and everything in between. Although we understand this idea is not for every married couple, there is nothing you can say or tease us about that will stop us from scheduling our star nights. And why? Well, because after 14 years of marriage and having four kids in our house 12 years and under, I am pretty dang proud of our sex life. And until you can prove me a better theory, then hear me out before you judge. If I remember correctly, I actually think I'm the one who brought up this idea to Jake. I felt we were like in this complacent state in our marriage and for a guy, you know, the sex, it wasn't enough. And for me, it was probably too much. My husband, like most men, have been blessed with a one-track mind. And me, like most women, have been blessed to think about 20 different paths and ideas crossing my mind about every 30 seconds. This sounds crazy, but when I know there's a star on a calendar, it allows me to actually mentally prepare and let my brain overload go and start concentrating on being a wife. 
I am the one who actually does most of the scheduling of our star nights because I am the one who likes to be in control and I want it to revolve around my schedule and my brain power. If it were up to my husband, you guys, there would be stars filled on every single day of our calendar. And it would be like back in the day when we were newlyweds and didn't have a care in the world or a stress in the world. And that is not reality. So ladies, if you are going to choose this, do not let your husband's plan your star nights. Life still actually needs to happen, but you do need to equally communicate on what is fair for both parties involved on the number of stars per week that you write down. And yes, I said per week, not per month or per year. Ladies, I plan my shower days around the stars. I plan my evenings around the stars. I plan my commitments to other people around this. I even plan to put a little extra effort into myself for my husband. And you know what? I love it. I love feeling beautiful, legs shaved, wearing something other than my cotton high-waisted granny panties. I kind of feel like a beautiful goddess when we have a plan for a star day or a star night. And I don't know if you guys can relate, but also the timing of our star days or star nights is very important to me. I hate if it gets too late because although my husband can fall asleep real fast, I cannot. So timing for me is very important so I can enjoy it and not resent him for snoring afterwards. I also know many of you are in different kid or no kid seasons of your life, but I love also when my husband sees a star on the calendar because you best believe it that he is doing everything in his power to make it happen. Although I am darn blessed with him helping me out around the house a lot, on star nights, he goes a little extra. And this is fantastic. The dinner is made, the kitchen is clean, and our alibi for our kids has already planned out. And since I'm in this conversation way too deep, you are probably wondering what kind of alibis that we give our children so we are able to make our star nights happen. So you guys, as I stated before, we have been teased so much about scheduling this because people often think it's like, oh, we have to have it the same time every time and we can't do anything exciting or anything like that. And that is the exact opposite. Depending on the day, or the time that it is scheduled, sometimes it's the evenings, and truly right now in our life, that's most of the times, but other times it's the mornings or the afternoons. So our most common alibi that we have with our children is that we have a meeting to attend or a phone meeting. So they need to go downstairs and they get to pick out a movie. And if the baby isn't napping, they have to watch the baby as well. We let them pick the movie we let them make popcorn. We let them do anything they want to do as long as they know they should not come upstairs and interrupt our meeting until our call is over and we will come down and let them know when we are done with our meeting. The only exception to this is an absolute emergency, like a fire or somebody choking. We also plan these days or nights around our baby's nap schedule. And if she's napping, we send them outside to do an activity or chore or have a fun snack or three. You guys, there is nothing better than knowing that your kids are doing chores outside while you're inside having fun with your husband. I'm just throwing that out there. We get pretty clever even though people think it's super lame. And someday our kids will die when they find out what the stars were all about. 
As our kids get older, though, honestly, coming from a very open home myself, I do not care if they find out and think we are the most disgusting people on the planet. I don't blame them. But beyond communication and date nights, connecting as a couple is one of the most vital things you can do for your marriage. And I want my kids to know and do that someday with their own spouse. And you guys, honestly, sometimes I do dread star nights. And it takes some major brain power to get prepared for. And other times, I truly cannot wait. But regardless of my thoughts about it, I have seen the success in our marriage by putting our needs or lack thereof aside and making this a priority. Although Jake is my best friend, I have seen a shift in our marriage that goes beyond connecting friends to true partners in this life and in our family. So I think I pretty much covered everything about this topic. And if I scared you or caused judgment, I'm actually not sorry. It is and always will be a subject I'm extremely passionate about. We have lost way too many friends and family members to divorce. For some, it was the best thing that could have ever happened to them, but for many, it was something that could have been prevented. And it was a way too late to try to help. My parents are divorced, but I am so thankful for the things in their marriage and also what didn't happen in their marriage, as it taught me the good and the heart of my own. So if you are divorced or too far gone, by no means do I want you to feel like a failure in any way, or just as I don't want my parents to either. You can always learn and teach and even reconnect, and that's the beautiful thing about this life. I promised you in this podcast I would come to you with real life, real stories, and real people. It won't be for everyone, but if some person is listening and takes a small piece of this podcast and applies it to her marriage, it was 100% worth all the possible jokes or judgment or having my quiet introvert husband want to bury himself in a hole after this. So until next time, my friend, just remember your relationship matters. Your marriage deeply matters, and the lessons on love that you pass down to the other generations below you truly matter. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for listening to this very real and raw episode today. You can follow more of me on Instagram at You Matter by Megan. Please also subscribe and leave a rating for this podcast. Your love and support is greatly appreciated. And don't forget to put a star on your calendar tonight.